This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. The first words recorded following the beautiful prayer or song of Hannah are about her husband. The first and second chapter of 1 Samuel disclose the wonderful story of a mother who poured out her heart to God, begging for a child, a son, who she could give to God's service. It's, it's one of the most beautiful passages of Scripture that encourages our hearts to never lose faith in offering our heart's desire, our supplications to our Father. Hannah's song is lovely. And then it ends. And her story begins. Her story begins with God introducing her husband to us. A declaration of her husband's character is found in chapter 2 of 1 Samuel and verse 12. It says, Now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord. That's from the New King James Version. Other translations use the word worthless to describe him instead of corrupt. The King James Version says they were the sons of Belial. But no matter the translation, God declares them his enemy. Following that description, the Holy Spirit inspires the writer to list the sins of her husband. Verses 13 through 16 details the greed and misuse of power of her husband. And in verse 17, the corruption summed up with, Wherefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. But her humiliation didn't stop there. Later in chapter 2, in verse 22, we learn more. Now Eli was very old, and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel, and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the meeting. We know Eli heard the rumors, the whispers, the gossip, the stories that his sons lay with other women, the women who came to the temple. And I admit, I, I don't know, but I can't help but be convinced that she knew those rumors, had heard those rumors too. She heard the same stories about her husband that Eli heard, caught pieces of the whispers, felt the pitying looks and stares as she walked through the marketplace. Maybe she even looked at the women who stood at the temple, looked in their eyes, looked at their bodies, knowing each of them had laid with her husband. But I admit, I, I don't know for sure, but I can't help but wonder how she could not know. The wife of one of the priests, one of the most powerful women and powerful men in all of Israel, and the daughter-in-law of the great Eli, the great priest chosen by God to lead his people. How could she not hear? How could she not know? And what would she do? The constraints of the wife of a priest were tight. The opportunity to be bitter and the temptations for resentment toward her station, her place and her God, they must have been great. Being the wife of a man whose purpose was to serve the living God and yet turned his back on his God was not a leader in her home to her children, and even openly defying her God, dismissing his very existence and how he lived. For many of us, that, that burden would be just too much. The discouragement would be too weighty and the door open and inviting us to walk away from God, having seen the, the seedy side of worship, witnessing the hypocrisy lived out every day as she watched her husband leave her home leave her bed, and go to work, knowing that it was all make-believe for him. But, but we don't know if she knew the judgment that God put on her husband because he was 
an evil man, that judgment when God told Eli that all the descendants of your house shall die in the flower of their age. Now this shall be the sign to you that will come upon your two sons of Hophni and Phinehas, and one day they shall die, both of them. Her husband. Did she know that her husband Phinehas was already dead from that day forward? These are the questions that lead us to look at the final moments of her life. The wife of Phineas, wondering what she knew and, and what she didn't. She lived the final hours of her life in the last months of her pregnancy, carrying the child of a man who I believe she knew was unfaithful. And holding that knowledge, she learned the horrible news that was too much to bear. In 1 Samuel chapter 4, it chronicles the slaughter of God's people by the Philistines and the capturing of the Ark of God because Eli's sons were rebellious, because they taught God's people to not listen to God, and God allowed them to fail. The account says in verse 12 through 17, a man of Benjamin ran from that battle line the same day that it happened to give that news to Eli. Then the man said to Eli, I am he who came from the battle, and I fled today from the battle line. And he, Eli, said, What happened, my son? And when he mentioned the ark of God, Eli fell backward off his chair by the side of the gate. His neck was broken, and he died. That's what happened when Eli heard the news. But what about her? God did not forget to include this woman, this woman whose husband was evil and faithful to her and to God. Verses 9 through 22 records, Now his daughter-in-law, the wife of Phineas, was pregnant and near the time of delivery. And when she heard the news that the ark of God had been captured and that her father-in-law and her husband was dead, she went into labor and gave birth, but was overcome by her labor pains. And she was dying. The woman attending her said, Don't despair, you've given birth to a son. But she did not respond or pay attention. She named the boy Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel because of the capture of the ark of God and the death of her father-in-law and her husband. She said, The glory has departed from Israel, for the ark of God has been captured. And that's where her story ends. That when she received the news, it was too much for her that the ark had been captured. That's a moment when her grief was too great for her to endure. It wasn't that her husband was unfaithful. Everyone knew that. It wasn't that her husband didn't believe in God. That was no secret. And she lived that out in her home. It wasn't that. It was a moment that she heard that God's ark had been captured by his enemies, that the people had let her God down, had failed her God, and her father-in-law, the priest of God, had died. I know that her grief included her husband. I realize that fact is included in the listing of her grief. But that news was listed last. I firmly believe that every word is placed strategically in the word of God by the Holy Spirit for a reason. For our understanding of what is significant, important for us to understand the plan of our redemption, and for us to follow as closely as possible in the footsteps of Jesus so we may see God and have an opportunity to sing around that throne together. I believe that nothing is placed there by accident and none of the words placed there by happenstance. So consider, her son was named for her grief, 
The glory has departed from Israel, for the ark of God has been captured. I don't know this woman, and I've never studied her in a lady's Bible class. The wife of a priest, Phineas, Eli's daughter-in-law, and I regret that. We know very little about what she knew, but, but we do know what we do know about her. It speaks volumes to our weary souls, to those of us who each and every day endure discouragement because we see the hypocrisy lived out on the lives of people who profess to love the Lord and we know it is a show, that they have no idea who God is. I, I don't know who this woman, that this woman knew about her husband's affairs and sins. This woman whose husband was cruel, arrogant, and evil. I don't know what this woman knew about the life her husband led beyond her home. But I know the lesson she's taught me. To look beyond the hypocrisy around me that seems to to suffocate me at times. The discouragement that I feel from those who try to show me or or tell me that complete service is, is not necessary. That the details of God's message don't matter. That losing God is death and the grief in knowing that God's people have rejected him. She teaches me that that's a grief that can break a heart. I don't know what she knew, but I am grateful that God included this woman in his word so that I can know what faithful service looks like. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.